Hello, I'm your host Albert, and in this episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, I've got reviews for Avengers, Age of Ultron, and True Story. I got a Netflix movie streaming recommendation to share, and I talk about how much movies actually make in the box office. Avengers Age of Ultron, directed and written by Joss Whedon, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Jeremy Renner, James Spader, and Mary Moore. Earth's mightiest superheroes faces a powerful villain whose version of peace on Earth is the extinction of all humans. That villain happens to have been accidentally created by two of those heroes, which creates friction among the Avengers and threatens the stability of the team. There's a very simple and straightforward story in this movie involving that artificially intelligent robot named Ultron that wants to dismantle the Avengers. In fact, the plot may actually be too simple for some people and may feel a little unfulfilling. However, that's where the many scenes that focus more on the characters come to play. Those character moments gives this movie the underlying depth it needs that makes the experience complete and only gives some welcome growth to this franchise. As much as we like to see super-powered individuals duking it out, it can feel a little hollow when you don't know what makes them tick. This movie goes out of its way to show us the relationships and personalities, even if those very same things are causing conflicts and issues within the team. Because these characters do have a background we are very familiar with, seeing the actors playing them do feel like old friends that you get to join in an adventure with, and that in itself makes this automatically enjoyable to watch. James Spader as Ultron is just about perfect to me as well. Despite the fact that they have given his character a very human personality, he is still very intimidating of a figure. For those who only want to see the superhero action, don't worry, as this movie still delivers in that regards. Each character gets their obligatory hero moments and snappy dialogue, which are always fun. With that said, there is a significant bit of downtime from the action somewhere around the middle of the film. You know, those character building moments that some might actually find to be a chore or boring to go through. I don't know if I could describe Avengers Age of Ultron a great movie the way a lot of people described the previous film because the first Avengers movie had a lot going for it, building up the team together, and this sequel just seems to show us more of what became from that. It is definitely entertaining and expands on its world building with new characters and new situations, which to me makes it arguably more interesting than the first installment. I suppose it just may not be ambitious or different enough for some people to give it credit for being just a solid action-adventure superhero team comic book movie. Either way, you know we're still all in it for the next installment. True Story, directed and written by Rupert Gould, starring James Franco, Jonah Hill, and Felicity Jones. New York Times reporter Mike Finkel gets discredited as a journalist when he fabricated the truth about his latest article. He finds a second chance as a writer when he decides to do a book on his meetings with accused killer Chris Longo, who claimed to be Mike Finkel when he was arrested. Even though this movie is interesting enough just based on the true life story it's based on, the whole thing feels a little too dry. I don't know what to make of that either, as it's not exactly a slow pace that's to blame, nor is it the editing. It's like it's just going through the motions without there being many things that stand out. Well, the opening scene may be very haunting and memorable, but there aren't many attention-getting moments like that for the rest of the film. There are some, just not a lot. I suppose I could say that there's just an overall lack of excitement in this psychological drama, that it may not be compelling enough to sit through the whole thing. The characters of Mike Finkel and Chris Longo, played by Jonah Hill and James Franco respectively, are at least as interesting as they are written for this movie. 
Despite the different backgrounds, there's an eerie similarity to them, being people who have bent the truth to create a better story. The narrative surrounding Mike Finkel is at least an open book to us, and it may seem like that as well with Chris Longo, but there's always a feeling of not knowing if he's telling the truth or not. Their odd relationship as writer and prison inmate is the true heart of the true story, though. That's what people should be focusing on when watching this, and not get too distracted with the did he do it or not aspect. I think the murder mystery isn't as mysterious as you may want it to be, but it's this odd friendship between the two that should get your attention. As lackluster as true story can be, Jonah Hill and James Franco are at least really good in this, that it may have been enough to save this from being an outright unremarkable movie. Felicity Jones is good in it as well, I suppose, but it seems like her character was somewhat wasted, short of one very poignant scene. This isn't a bad movie in the train wreck sort of way, and its overall at least warrants some merit. It's just that you're probably better off spending the time just reading the story about what happened than watching this movie adaptation of it. For my Netflix movie streaming recommendation, I'm recommending Leon, The Professional. Directed and written by Luc Besson, this is the story about Leon, a professional assassin who reluctantly takes in a young girl named Matilda after her family was murdered. They form an unexpected bond as she learns the assassin's tradecraft. This is also the movie that showed us what a great actress Natalie Portman can be, especially considering she was only 11 or 12 when she made this film. And this is also the movie that made a lot of people fans of Jean Reno. Gary Oldman also continued to show us how great he is as an actor in this as well. People complain that there isn't a lot of movies with strong female characters, but this one from the mid-1990s had that with the young Matilda, a character that people of today still want to see more of. Leon, The Professional. Watch it on Netflix. As of this episode, Avengers Age of Ultron has made $187 million at its first domestic box office weekend, while a movie like Furious 7 has been going several weeks and has made $330 million domestically. That's a lot of money earned, right? Well, I'm going to try and explain how much money movies actually make. A lot of people make the mistake of only using their production budget costs and the domestic box office as the ruler that decides how much a movie makes. What people are forgetting is that the cost for marketing and distribution has to also be considered, as well as the fact that the money earned at the box office is shared with the movie theaters who run them. We should also count the worldwide box office numbers as well, as that falls right into the bottom line of how much a movie really earned for the studios that made them. The marketing and distribution numbers varies because it's not something that the studios openly share. Independent films on a limited run simply do not need as much money to market and distribute as big-budgeted films on a wide-release schedule. As a rule of thumb, the minimum amount spent on marketing and distribution is about $40 million to as much as $100 million. For the sake of simplicity, let's stick with that $40 million figure to our final tally. The share of the box office with theater chains also vary depending on the agreements made between them and the studios and that also varies for domestic versus worldwide. Usually, the studios make the majority of it during the first weekend, but the share of the theater increases as the weeks go by. The general take that the studio makes after several weeks in the theaters is roughly about 70-75% to of the final total. For simplicity's sake, let's go with 75%. So let's do the math. Avengers Age of Ultron supposedly had a production cost of $250 million. That'll be $290 $290 million if we add in that $40 million for marketing and distribution. 
despite the fact that we should all have an idea that it probably costs much more than $40 million to market this movie. The current worldwide box office numbers has the movie making $626 million so far. Since it's during the first weekend, let's say only uh, 5% of that actually goes to the theater chains. That's still a box office total of about $594 million, minus that $290 million cost for production, marketing, and distribution. With all that said, Avengers Age of Ultron has made a profit of about $304 million already, which is already enough to fund the next installment. Now, doing the math for a movie that's been out several weeks already, like Furious 7, let's go ahead and up the theater's share to that 25%. Furious 7 has a production cost of $190 million, plus that $40 million for marketing and distribution costs, it becomes $230 million. It's made $1.4 billion at the worldwide box office already. And subtracting the 25% share of the theaters, that comes down to $1 billion and $50 million. Subtract that $230 million and Furious 7 has made $820 million of profit. That's at least enough to make three more Furious 7s. Now, those are two big budgeted movies. But what about the smaller movies like Ex Machina? The production budget for Ex Machina is supposed to be about... 16 million dollars. That's only one six, not even 60 million dollars. Doing all the same math, the movie needs to make about 70 to 80 million dollars just to break even. And right now, its worldwide box office is only at 18 million. That's one eight, not eight zero. Even if I cut the marketing and distribution cost to about 13 million dollars instead of that 14 million dollars, the movie still needs to make about 36 million dollars just to break even. As great a movie as it is, the studio is going to have to allocate some of the money that another movie profited just to make up for its loss with Ex Machina. Now, after all that said and done, I am now going to give you the simplest math to use for this. Just go ahead and double the production budget, and that total will give you the broadest idea on how much a movie needs to earn at the worldwide box office in order for it to make a profit. So I hope you now have a better understanding on how lucrative these movies can be and also how much money they could also lose. Movies are big business, but they are also still risky business. Which is why the movie studios of today tend to favor the reliable franchises, which are easier to make money with. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert Patrick, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. And please check out my other movie reviews and podcasts, which you can find at whowhatwhereswhy.com. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Check them out at theyaxis.bandcamp.com. Until next time, this has been an episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is part of the whowhatwhereswhy.com network. Your eyes cut like